You are listening to Give Me the Bible with Len. Today's program is entitled Freedom Report. Hello my radio friends, I'm glad you've joined me today and I'm glad you enjoy listening to the program. What I'm about to share with you today has been a concern of many thoughtful people, some who've gone public in their views. The issue being presented today has been the cause of a great deal of heartache, anguish and controversy in Australia and other countries in the world. Recently I spoke to you about God's law, the Ten Commandments, which is an absolute law as compared to many man-made laws which come into being as a result of consensus or majority opinion. Let me stress at the outset that I do not believe that anyone can or will be saved in God's kingdom by strictly adhering to God's law. The only way to be saved is through Jesus Christ. Now, as the Bible teaches, when God created human beings, he gave them freedom to live in a responsible, caring way. They were free to do what was good and lawful. And if any individual chose to live outside the boundary of what was lawful, there was a penalty to pay. History bears out the injustices and oppression that occurred during the Dark Ages, the period of time between about about 400 AD through to the time of the Protestant Reformation, at about A.D. 1500. Europe, at this time, was controlled by the Holy Roman Empire, and woe betide anyone who disagreed with the Roman Church, which held political and religious power. Anyone who was under suspicion of not conforming to the laws and doctrines of the Church risked their life, as during these times, and up until about the year 1800, they would have been harassed, persecuted, or even martyred for their principles. These were times when government controlled what you thought, said, and did. That couldn't happen today, could it? We'll come to that later. Back in the times of the Dark Ages, human rights meant very little. Jesus, once while addressing the Jews, said this, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's from John chapter 8 verse 32. That did not and does not mean that one is free to do anything he or she wants. It does not mean that people were not obligated 
to keep the civil and moral laws. What it does mean is that the forgiven sinner would be free from being a slave to sin and sinful practices. You know, Australia is a good country in which to live. We have freedoms which people of some other Western countries envy. But many sincerely believe that our freedoms are slowly and surely being eroded or removed altogether. The terrorist attack on the Twin Towers changed much. After those terrible events, anti-terrorist laws were quickly enacted in USA, Australia and some other countries. Here in Australia, someone suspected of being a terrorist could be arrested and held in custody without being charged from four and extended up to 24 hours and extensions could also apply to that time period. Those terrorist laws were toughened further in September 2014 and it's on the table to toughen them even more. But isn't that a good thing, you may ask? (laughs) Yes, if you're not suspected of terrorism. But if you are suspected, although innocent, your freedoms will be curtailed. After the Twin Towers attack, attack, did you notice changes in both your insurance premiums and policy? A new clause was added saying that insurance companies were not liable for damages to your property if the damages were the result of terrorism. I asked my insurance agent at the time, how would an act of terrorism be defined? And he did not have a clear answer. I put it to him that if someone did not like me and threw a Molotov cocktail through a window causing a fire to burn my property down, the insurance company could say this was an act of terrorism and so wring their hands of any responsibility. Now, here's a question. What has been the result of laws recently enacted in various countries legalising same-sex marriage? Of course, there are those who obtain legal freedom to marry someone of the same sex. But at the same time, the freedoms of others seem to be restricted. Now this is real and has some very far-reaching implications. It has been said that same-sex marriages do not affect the general population of any country. They are supposed to only affect those who become same-sex marriage partners. Is that true or not?
I'd like to share some evidence with you by looking at what has happened in Canada, where legislation was passed in 2005 that same-sex marriage was legal across all provinces in that country. And I refer to an article written by Dawn Stefanowitz and published by the Witherspoon Institute in April 24, 2015. Articles by the same journalist have been printed in various newspapers, including The Australian, on August 22, 2017. The article is entitled, A Warning from Canada, Same-Sex Marriage Erodes Fundamental Rights. So Dawn Stefanowitz writes, I am one of six adult children of gay parents who recently filed amicus briefs with the US Supreme Court asking the court to respect the authority of citizens to keep the original definition of marriage, that is, a union between one man and one woman to the exclusion of all others, so that children may know and may be raised by their biological parents. She says, I also live in Canada, where same-sex marriage was federally mandated in 2005. She adds, We have great compassion for people who struggle with their sexuality and gender identity, not animosity. And we love our parents. Yet when we go public with our stories, we often face ostracism, silencing and threats. She goes on and says, In Canada, it is considered discriminatory to say that marriage is between a man and a woman, or that every child should know and be raised by his or her biological married parents. It is not just politically incorrect in Canada to say so. You can be saddled with tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees, fined and forced to take what's called sensitivity training. Anyone who is offended by something you have said or written can make a complaint to the Human Rights Commissions and Tribunals. In Canada, these organisations police speech, that means they check up on what people have said, penalising citizens for any expression deemed in opposition to particular sexual behaviours or protected groups identified under sexual orientation. It only takes one complaint against a person 
to be brought before the tribunal, costing the defendant tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees. The commissions have the power to enter private residences and remove all items pertinent to their investigations and checking for hate speech. The plaintiff making the complaint has his legal fees completely paid for by the government. Not so with the defendant. Even if the defendant is found innocent, he cannot, he or she cannot recover their legal costs. If he's found guilty, he must pay fines to the person or persons who brought forth the complaint. We're going to stop here, have a little break, and then go on with more straight afterwards. This world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door And I can't feel at home in this world anymore Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door I can't feel at home in this world anymore I have a loving mother just over in glory land And I don't expect to stop until I shake her hand She's waiting now for me in heaven's open door And I can't feel at home in this world anymore Oh Lord you know I have no friend like you If heaven's not my home then Lord what will I do The angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this world anymore Just over in glory land we'll live eternally The saints on every hand are shouting victory Their songs of sweetest praise drip back from heaven's shore And I can't feel at home in this world anymore Like you, if heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Today we are considering. 
the freedoms that people have, particularly in the light of new legislation about same-sex marriage. And I've been telling you what has been the experience in Canada. Now, under the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, Canadian citizens are supposed to have been guaranteed, one, freedom of conscience and religion, two, freedom of thought, belief, opinion and expression, including freedom of the press and other media communication. Three, they are supposed to have freedom of peaceful assembly. And four, freedom of association. What has been the reality of this Charter of Rights and Freedoms? Well, all of these freedoms have been curtailed with the legalisation of same-sex marriage. Wedding planners, rental halls, bed and breakfast owners, florists, photographers and bakers have already seen their freedoms eroded, conscience rights ignored and religious freedoms trampled in Canada. But this is not just about the wedding industry. Anybody who owns a business may not legally permit his or her conscience to inform business practices or decisions if those decisions are not in line with the tribunal's decisions and the government's sexual orientation and gender identity non-discrimination laws. In the end, this means that the state basically dictates whether and how citizens may express themselves. And I find this quite scary. Freedom to assemble and speak freely about man-woman marriage, about family and about sexuality is now restricted. Anything that opposes homosexuality is called hate speech. There are people in the community who hold conservative Bible-based views about marriage who are not in favour of same-sex marriage and homosexuality. There is a growing list of hundreds of such individuals and institutions who have been discriminated against because they did not support or want to be involved in any way with same-sex marriage. The laws protecting same-sex marriage discriminate against those who believe in and practice heterosexual marriage. Ministers, priests and marriage celebrants have been fined for refusing to marry homosexual couples. Schools, colleges and universities have been threatened with closure 
because they refuse to employ homosexual staff. A baker who refused to make a wedding cake for a homosexual couple was fined for holding on to his principles. TV stations, along with radio stations, have been threatened with closure because they presented material that was not supportive of same-sex marriage. Churches have been fined or threatened with closure because they were not prepared to have gay marriages conducted in their buildings. A list of everyday people who do not support gay marriage and who've been fined, jailed or threatened grows daily. The question is, could this sort of thing happen in Australia? Well, I think it would be unusual if it did not happen. Now, lastly today, I want to share with you some other outcomes of what happens when same-sex marriage is legalised. Homosexuals can sue people who are exercising their religious beliefs. For example, a heterosexual married couple with children who do not want to rent a room in their own family household to homosexuals could be sued for discrimination based on sexual orientation. So that simply means if somebody has some extra rooms in their house and they would like to rent them out and somebody comes along to rent that room and that person or those people are homosexuals and the householder refuses to rent the room, that householder can then be sued under these new rules. Gay marriage means having the morals of the minority forced upon the majority. Approximately 5% of Australians are homosexuals, which basically means that the 5% controls the 95%. And this, of course, can also be said in reverse. Either way, there is a problem. Normally, morals should not be forced on anyone, though there are exceptions. In certain circumstances, we force morals on others by preventing them from stealing, raping, murdering, and so on. So it's not automatically wrong to force morals on someone. But the issue then becomes what is morally right and wrong in the first place. And altering morals in a society definitely causes stress. As I mentioned before, 
the percentage of homosexuals in Australian society is about 5%. Yet acceptance of it is being forced upon the other 95% of society and sometimes in very subtle ways via movies, TV, literature, politically and also news. Some would say that the tail is wagging the dog. So, my dear friends, we face issues in our times where our freedoms are definitely being eroded. You know, that makes me wish that Jesus will come back soon and end the mess there exists here on planet Earth. With that, I have to tell you, is the end of the program today. May God bless you and give you peace. And I look forward to you joining me again at the same time next week for another in the series Give Me the Bible. <laughs> 